Twyla M. Marks has walked into her purpose. She is now, she is now a certified life coach. Twyla is passionate about helping others recover from divorce and get their happy back. Let's introduce you to Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. She has coined the phrase, get your happy back. Twyla has recovered from divorce and she is ready to help you. So contact Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach today at www.twylammarks.com and let's start your divorce recovery journey. radio host and life coach. I'm Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Thank you so very much for tuning in tonight. And listen, today's show is let's talk about the divorce process. Are you or someone you know considering divorce like I did over 14 years ago? Well, listen, I was in that position and I didn't have a clue you guys, about the process. I didn't have a clue what it looked like, what to do. All I knew was that I needed out. And so today, my special guest is going to help you that are in this space to talk about the divorce process. If you're clueless, we're here tonight, and she's with me tonight to share some information and knowledge with you. So I'd like to welcome my special guest, Miss Rebecca L. Palmer. She's a family law attorney, 
and she has an amazing law group in Orlando, Florida. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining Divorce Talk with Twyla tonight. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Twyla. Good to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me and graciously accepting the invitation to come on the show. So Rebecca, if you would just share with our listening audience a little more about who you are, what you do. We know you're a family law attorney, but you're a big deal. (laughs) And I'm glad we've connected and we've met. So if you would like to share at this time, go right ahead. Sure, absolutely. So I've been doing this Gulp nearly 30 years. So, and all I do is family law. I didn't start off that way. The first few years I was in corporate, I was insurance and I, I wasn't feeling it. It was, it was just not what I really wanted to do. And I started doing more and more family law. And finally, that's all I wanted to do. I was at a large law firm at the time. Uh, I became, they had different teams, you know, bankruptcy team, insurance team, et cetera, but there was no family law team. So I started to pitch that we really need to help people and do family law. And I was fortunate they agreed. I became actually their first team leader that was a mom. I'm a mom of two. I sometimes say I was a good lawyer when I was family lawyer when I was single, better once I was married, and even better once I was a mom. Because there's some things you can't teach. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it's really been my passion. I re- represent all sorts of of people, anything from my friend at the gym to I did do the Elon Woods, represented Elon Woods, now even Nordigan against Tiger Woods. So I had a variety of cases with it. And quite frankly, I'm passionate about all of them. Um, I understand their confidentiality. I understand the power. I understand how divorce affects every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yes. And I love that, you know, get your happy back. And it doesn't feel like that during the process. Let me just say that mm-hmm. um, during the process, is it, it's scary. Um, it's it's terrifying at times. It's sad at times, and it makes you happy at times. Yeah. But you know, it is. It's you imagine the emotion, but it, recognizing it affects your financial, your retirement, your home, your car. Your sometimes now your your pets. Yeah. Uh, there's a law on that in the various states. And um, so it really affects everything. And I try to remember that. In fact, when I walk into initial consult with a client, Mm -hmm. I remind myself, look, Rebecca, you do this every day for nearly 30 years now, but the person I'm about to talk to hasn't. Yeah. (laughs) And they're about to tell me things that they haven't even maybe told their best friends Mm -hmm. or their family members or their siblings or whomever is important in their life. And I I remind myself of that. And uh, yeah. And let, I encourage t- tears to flow. Yes. Know? Right? So yeah. sometimes, sometimes I say to my clients, I worry more about those who don't cry at all versus those who do shed a tear or two or three or four or 20 or however many. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a tough time, but I'm very passionate about it. I'm also a mediator, certified mediator. It's mediation week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love mediation. I was just sharing with Twyla before the show. I was in mediation all day today. Uh, my client was really trembling. It, it was really, really scary for her, but I'm happy to say we reached a full resolution on all issues. And awesome. what, what a satisfaction to get to that point. And in family law, we could talk about this more, Twyla. It's interesting. Yeah. 
there's, there's the traditional litigation, which I do. Um, there is mediation, which is the most common way to resolve a case. And now there's also, um, it's becoming more and more popular, uh, collaboration, collaborative law. And in Florida, it's become a part of a statute. It's a oh. unique, unique concept where both sides are there, both sides have an attorney, but then you hire two neutrals, a psychologist and also a financial advisor who also join the meetings and help you through the process. So it's something to consider um, as another way to get through this difficult time in people's life. But yes, this is what I do. I, I had the, I was brave enough. I was uh, looking at 50. I think there's a song about that. <laughs> but you know, I was looking at 50. And I was like, if I don't go out on my own, I'm never going to do this. So I, being fortunate enough to build a family law team in a large law firm, I knew how to do it. And so I did go out on my own. I've created a great team of folks, um, attorneys, paralegal assistants, um, and, and, and I'm thrilled. And we're all very passionate about it. So that's where I am, Twyla. Yes, yes. Wow. Well, Rebecca, that you do a lot and I know your services are needed, obviously. So many divorces happening right now. And it's unfortunate of me being a life coach. You know, I have clients call me all the time asking about the process and what to do, not the actual legal aspect, but needing someone to help them along to recover through that divorce process, because it's tough, and especially when there's children involved. So let's talk about this collaboration piece, because that's a new term for me. I've never heard of that. Um, I'm assuming it's less expensive than obviously the others, or is it about the same? You don't know. It's, it, it, a lot of people would say it is. And so you know, mediation is when you go with your lawyer and you have a mediator, and that person is a neutral and they negotiate with you to get you the yes, you know, resolve all the issues and draft two very important documents, mm-hmm. marital settlement agreement and a parenting plan in Florida. That's what it's called. Okay. And in collaborative law, and that's usually the way I like to do it is private mediation the entire day, um, be the most prepared in the room, have the agreement draft before walking in the room. Mm-hmm. Collaboration is like a lot of mini mediations, if you will. Okay, okay. So there, and I don't like this term because because we represent a lot of professionals, but there's a professional quote unquote team. Um, again, the two lawyers, the psychologist and the financial uh, advisor. And when I say financial advisor, they're they're more like CPAs or accountants okay. or you know, so they they know the numbers and um, who are trained in this. Everybody's trained in collaborative law. And then the unique thing, well, there's a lot of unique things about it, but uh, you go to all these little mini mediations and there's so much psychology involved. Um, The the professional quote unquote team meet ahead of time, discuss literally who's going to sit where, Wow. you know, uh, we talk about, we we meet for a half hour ahead of time. What are the issues? We have a full agenda. And after that half hour, then we meet with everybody for two hours and we limit it to two hours because the concept being it's, it's overwhelming, it's exhausting, give it a shot for a couple hours. And then at the end, the quote unquote professionals again meet and talk, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? What do we need to do between now and our next meeting? Mm-hmm. And so you go through that process and hope to get into resolving marital settlement agreement that all the money and the parenting issues 
Um, most of the parenting issues are dealt right with the psychologist alone. The lawyers aren't even necessarily there. Um, they don't sign anything until the lawyers have read everything, but they do a lot of the negotiations with psychologists, which is interesting. And the financial individual is gathering all their financial information you know, as a neutral and then sharing it with the entire team. And then um, here's, here's, here's one of the interesting points too, I wanted to make sure people know. If it, you don't settle, and this is psychology, you fire everybody. The lawyers are fired. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, fire, <laughs> you fire everybody. And the reason for that, because at first I thought well, that was kind of wacky because you know I, I've loved to litigate throughout the years, but I also know that settlement's better for people when possible. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just not possible, but when possible. Right. And um, the reason you do that is the psychology again, everybody's full in, <laughs> game in. The professionals, the parties, the parties want to start over with new people. Uh, the professionals, they don't want to get fired, right? Right. And so it's a unique concept. And like I said, in Florida, it has been put into statutes. Um, and shy of collaborative, uh, we've created something else, which is not the law. It's made up concept, but it's we call it um, cooperative law. Oh, exactly, exactly like collaborative, but no statute governing it and you don't have to fire the professionals. <laughs> so if you get in a situation where you don't want to face the possibility of losing your professionals, ask about cooperative law. Um, again, you'll find there, at least in Florida, there's no statute on it. It's just something we all came up with for those clients who are inclined to like the process, but don't want to have to start over if it doesn't work. Hmm. Wow. Man, you just taught me a whole lot there, <laughs> Rebecca. Right. Wow. And well, I'm wondering is the collaborative law because it's, it, there's not a lot of um, tension or pushback between both parties? Is that something, is that one of the reasons why uh, the couple would, or soon to be exes, would go that route or want to? attempt to do that maybe, maybe but sometimes quite frankly most divorces are contentious yes and but they might want to go that route because in the middle of these you know mini mediations if you will you know these negotiations you got a psychologist sitting at the table so if something starts going south the psychologist butts in and goes, hey, guys, we've talked about this or whatever the issue may be and try to calm it down. Let's say, you know, it was an affair or something. You know, the psychologist says, you know, let's talk about that portion later. Um, but let's let's focus on the parenting issues right now. Mm -hmm. um, aside that, of the individual that was involved in the marriage, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm a huge believer in collaborative law. I'm a huge believer in mediation. Awesome. Uh, but I Did also suggested, oh, Rebecca, we had somebody on my Instagram live uh, yeah. state that some most a lot of attorneys don't suggest it. Do you suggest it? Always, always. So I have a, a notebook um, now with COVID. <laughs> I don't necessarily always meet in person unless the client really wants to, which I do. My mediation, yeah. I was with my client in person today. Um, but when I'm in person, I've got a whole notebook I actually have one right here that I give them there you go <laughs> yeah and, and it's got various tabs in it it's got frequently asked questions it's got their to-dos 
Uh, it talks about parenting, parenting courses, equal distribution, alimony, modification, uh, domestic violence, social media, I talk about. Wow. Um, plays into a lot of divorces, actually. And then I have a miscellaneous, and that's where I get into um, all sorts of things from uh, types of insurance to look at to collaborative law. But I do suggest it. It's not for everybody. It's not for um, everybody. No, no. I would say the majority of my cases are not collaborative. Um, you know, they, they start in the basic formation of someone files for a petition for dissolution of marriage, mm-hmm. someone served or accepts service in Florida, they have 20 days to respond. You start the discovery, you know, you're an open book in yeah. divorce. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are yeah. an open book, financially and otherwise. And uh, then when you feel you got enough information, that's the time to mediate. Um, or, you know, we got some information, you, you, you know, they got to litigate. Um, but collaborative starts up front. So all that financial exchange, et cetera, you've got the, the CPA accountant helping you with. Wow. You mentioned something, Rebecca, about social media. What What's that all about? Um, I, it's amazing. <laughs> it can make a case go south. Wow. So do you suggest your clients to just remove themselves from social media? I really don't because I think it's also a source of support in many ways. Yeah. I just tell them to be very, 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 very careful on social media. You know, they could be at an innocent dinner and let's say everybody raises a glass and cheers one another and she or he happened to cheer somebody who was very attractive. And that's when the photo is snapped and it gets put on social media. Oh, and construed. Uh, yes, construed, you know, so I say, just, just back it up. Really look at anything you're going to post. Don't get nasty about your future ex. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I say that about post-dissolution too, because, you know, that, that I've seen it happen post-dissolution. Everything gets, goes fine. We get it resolved. And then somebody posts something and then it unwinds and blows up and you got to get back to getting things together. Yeah. Well, me personally, I just removed him from all social media. And I know that's not everybody's story. Everybody doesn't do that for whatever reason. And that's fine. But it just worked best for me to do that. My client did that today that I was in mediation with all day. And we were talking about it because her spouse uh, was posting all sorts of things, uh, even still had their wedding pictures up and just, you know, things. Oh gosh. And she was like, I'm out. She just, she's <laughs> like, and, 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 and for a lot of people, I mean, there's also a lot of psychology and social media. It's, it's just too much to, to hear all the comments and be involved. So Twyla, that, that was probably a really smart choice for you. And, and yeah. And so <laughs> it is for it, if nothing else, you're, healing process because divorce it's it's a journey it's a healing journey and you're sitting there watching what your soon to be ex or already ex is doing that's just not healthy for your healing journey i think you're right twyla and, and, yeah. and don't be fooled that uh even if you get off or uh, you're off social media that somebody else may not be looking it up <laughs> yes the information because that that happens, so you know, hold, hold your close ones 
dear and a little quiet to your heart. <laughs> during That's the right. That's right. Well, Rebecca, we're going to take a couple minute break and come back and continue our discussion on let's talk about the divorce process. So folks stay tuned and we'll be right back with more Divorce Talk with Twyla radio show. And then I'm going to ask you to say that question for the I don't see for I'm determined to get what God promised me I make changes in the company I keep no more distractions because I'm destined now I'm on my way Thank you, everyone. We're back. I'm talking to family law attorney Rebecca L. Palmer, and we are talking about the divorce process. So I hope this is helping you on tonight. And so, Rebecca, I know you've shared your background and some uh, terms about what you do and the litigation process, the mediation process, collaborative and cooperative law. So, I have a question. What are some things that you'd recommend first to someone who is considering divorce as a law attorney? Well, as a family lawyer attorney, I would obviously do some searching, make sure this is what you want. You know, I am not a hard sell. I, I got to look at myself in the mirror. Somebody comes to me, I'm not going to be, oh yeah, you got to get a divorce. Yeah. yeah. Do that search ahead of time. And I, I tell my clients who aren't sure when they first consult with me, which is totally fine. Sometimes they just come for information initially, a lot of times. And, um, but I would suggest, you know, do some counseling. Um, and by the way, if you try one counselor and they don't work for you, try another one, yeah. you know, and consider doing a couple of consultations too. You know, uh, meet a lawyer or two or however many you feel you need to meet because because like a counselor, you got to find a fit and like a lawyer, you got to find a fit and who can walk the journey 
with you. Um, so I encourage that. There's a lot of other things to do. Open your own bank account, <laughs> you know, get, you know, watch where your mail is, maybe get a new email, et cetera. A lot of people find, find out that their spouse is reading all their stuff. They didn't know it. Mm. Um, so, you know, some things like that as well is real important if you're starting process and, and be open to what might happen. Believe me, I've seen a variety of things happen um, from, you know, violence, which is awful, yeah. uh, domestic, domestic violence, and you can get a domestic violence injunction if, if that occurs, which is civil action, not criminal action, to literally sitting at a mediation. I think this has only happened to, I, one time I remember vividly, I think it was one other time too. We're at mediation, mm -hmm. I had a client hand a note to their spouse, actually vice versa, the spouse handed to my client. Next thing I know, they were found in my parking lot kissing. You know, wow. so <laughs> you see anything from that to reconciliation. So, and of course that's more rare. Yeah. That's a little more rare. Well, a lot more rare, <laughs> but- um, it, it happens. It can't happen. It can't happen. It can't happen. Wow, wow. Well, my story, definitely it didn't happen. I mean, <laughs> Rebecca, you may laugh at this, um, but I remember when I left court the day of, I mean, I didn't make a stop until I arrived at this place. And that was the DMV to change my driver's license, get my married, I mean, my maiden name back. Yes. Get this married name off my license now. <laughs> Which you're absolutely entitled to do. You're absolutely entitled to take your maiden name. Yes. Uh, that just goes to show you how much I was ready to yes. walk away from that thing. So it was funny because the um, the rep at the counter, I showed her my paperwork, you know, and she said, oh, my goodness, the ink hasn't even dried and you're here already. I said, actually, yes, I just left the courthouse. <laughs> that, is, that is something. That is good. Yeah. yeah, and 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 clients should keep in mind, and everybody out there should keep in mind. It's okay if you 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 keep your name. Yeah, that's okay. But you know, I've had people do that, particularly with kids involved. But then I've had the same issue. People sometimes don't realize that you can even get your maiden name back. You absolutely one hundred percent have that right. Yeah. So you know, you want your maiden name back, you can do it. Just ask for it in the original pleadings and then have it in the final judgment and you're good to go. Good to go. Absolutely. So let's talk about, oh my gosh, this is a one that I talk to clients a lot about co-parenting and it's tough. I, it was very hard for me. Um, I'm not sure what the laws are there in Florida, but here in Texas, we have that, um, I call it the generic um, co-parenting schedule, the every other weekend thing, and then every Thursday night. And for me, uh, because I just did not want him to meet me at my place of residence, we met at a mutual location, which at that time it was Walmart. And, but I wonder if there are people or listeners on listening, Rebecca, that are just fearful of that co-parenting thing. Do you talk to clients about uh, co-parenting or do they ask you about it? And what do you advise or suggest them to come up with their own plan or let the courts decide? Well, definitely you can come up with your own plan. 
So I can answer that quickly, but let me back up a little bit and talk about a couple other things. Mm -hmm. In Florida, it's really evolved. We, we too were kind of a you know typical every other weekend, we happen to be Wednesday nights, you know, um, you know, years ago. Mm -hmm. Then everything started to change. And I could talk forever about why that happened, but it became, uh, it really evolved. Mm -hmm. We had something called a primary residential parent and secondary residential parent. What a terrible names, right? Yeah. So they, got, they got rid of that. Um, and they got rid of kind of visitation and it was called contact. So we've kind of evolved and so much so that this is not the law in Florida, but uh, a lot of uh, people, mm -hmm. including uh, judges in the black robe, tend to lean towards a 50-50 in Florida. Oh. So imagine that, you know, so and I, I, I feel that 50-50 can be right in some circumstances and can be awful in other circumstances. Yeah. And we had a couple bills go up and it got vetoed by a prior governor and rightfully so, um, saying that that should be the presumption. I don't think it should. It should 50-50 should not be a presumption. Nor should every other weekend, one night a week. I mean, you know, I'm not saying either way is right or wrong. It depends on the kids and it depends on the parents. You know? I completely and, agree. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you gotta try it on for size. You could enter into a temporary agreement, see if it works before going all the way to final judgment. And if it doesn't work, then you know it doesn't work, you don't have a final judgment, you can still fix it. So that's something to do. I want to hit on something, a couple of the things that, that came to mind while you were talking to us. Yeah. There's lots of tools to help people get to the resolution of the parenting schedule. Uh, there's guardian ad litems. That's an independent source who becomes the voice for the kids. There, there is co-parent counseling in Florida. So there's a lot of tools out there to help people uh, figure out what's right and quite frankly, advocate what's right uh, for their circumstances. And then you said something else when you, when you mentioned Walmart back then in your case, yeah. I will tell you, um, I refer that as a natural transition. Mm. And what I mean by that is on a Sunday night, knocking on the door, here you go at each other's house is pretty darn awkward. Very. Right? <laughs> so and that was traditionally how it was done. And so something happened. Uh, one thing can be done is, okay, if you do every other weekend, consider it. It may be hard and not right again for your family or your kids, but maybe pick up at school on Friday and drop off at school on Monday. You don't even see each other. It's a natural transition mm -hmm. or camp or school activity or whatever. Um, or if you have any concerns about your safety or do not want the other person to know your business, an independent place, like you mentioned. You know, I've, I've literally had people do it at ice cream stores. I had something the kids like, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I even had one case um, where we decided that they would meet, you know, we have what's called Publix in Florida. It's our grocery store. Yes, part of it. Yeah, yeah, they would meet at the grocery store, and, yeah. and that particular one gives out free chocolate chip and free sugar cookies. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so they would meet at the bakery. Yeah. 
get the kids free cookies, hug and kiss and be done <laughs> and move on. So, but it became like a thing for the kids. You gotta go to the grocery store, right? Right. And, hey, I got a cookie. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to point that out that I, I actually discourage people from meeting at each other's house. Yeah, even those who are getting along because, you know, it, it just, it, not that it's invasion of privacy, but it's just, it becomes a little weird. It's awkward. It's weird. It's, and especially if the other parent has already started dating again. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly yeah. right. You yeah. know, and now, oh my gosh, like, well, this is something else I can talk about, about parenting. Um, you know, photographs. Everybody's not going to like this, Toyla. Uh-oh. <laughs> but well, yeah, don't, don't be afraid of maybe having a photograph of the other parent in the kid's room. That's okay to allow right right and in fact the more they see that you guys are completely <laughs> you know hate each other because you still got a parent together you can be potential grandparents together and help help them through their lives but um you know i also encourage and i learned this in a case from one of my experts and i actually do it i am not divorced but i do this at home right. um, we put a big calendar on our fridge and I encourage clients to, to have the exact same calendars mm -hmm. and put it on their fridge. And then it feels to the kids, like mom and dad knows what's going on, who I'm going with, am I going to the doctor, et cetera. And there's a lot of wonderful free, some free, some inexpensive uh, websites that you can do all that calendaring together online. In fact, one is called um, Our Family Wizard. Uh-huh. And it costs $99 a year. So not a huge investment. No. And uh, you get calendars and it does so much. And it, 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 and you can print those calendars and, and both parents get the same exact calendar. And it even, if you're talking with each other on the site yeah. and somebody says something nasty, it, it, it alerts you, change your text, <laughs> you know, Look at the way you wrote that. I mean, it won't really send it. It recommends you reread what you wrote before you send it. So there's a lot of possibilities out there to help. And uh, and, and again, I'm still a believer in counseling, even in parenting, and, and just make it clear if you're definitely getting a divorce to the other spouse, if you do co-parent counseling or parent counseling, that you say, this is not to get back together, but this is to help. This is a safe place for us to go talk Yes. About how to parent. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Um, that's co-parenting is such a huge, huge component of huge divorce. And um, mine was not pretty. And I talk to clients about it all the time as well. And I tell them, Rebecca, co-parenting does not mean you have to be best friends. They think, oh, co-parent, oh gosh, I got to be able to hang out with him or hang out with her. No, no, no. It just means just have a cordial relationship for the kids. Yeah. And talk about the kids stuff only. They don't need to know what's going on in your personal business, in your personal life, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I have a friend and you mentioned this about 50-50. Uh, he and his ex-wife, they do that. Um, they have a 
the two kids together, but the son is the minor now. And he goes back and forth one week. He's at the dad's the other week he's at mom. So that would not have worked for me in my situation. So again, you mentioned everything doesn't work for everybody. You do what works for you in your household, right? Exactly. It's definitely not a one size fits all. No, it's not. It's no, not a cookie cutter one size fits all. And what may fit initially may change. Yes. As there's, the kid gets older. There's a divorced couple I know, and um, they're probably one of the best divorced couples I've ever seen. They just, they parent so well together. Oh, that's you know, awesome. They both moved on with their lives with significant others and haven't shown a lot of hatred towards one another for that. But it did not start that way. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it did not start that way. But they got to that point. Yeah. You know, they ultimately got to that point. And um, they even, they even you know, bought a dog and shared the dog. The dog will go wherever the kids went. Oh, wow. And nice. so, I mean, you know, things can start not so pretty and end up okay. Um, or vice versa. Sometimes they start pretty and then they go south. Yeah. So, yeah. So one size does not fit all. And, and no, the sizes may have to change like we all do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so after the process is over, their divorce, do, do you recommend clients to take on some life coaching or get in counseling or what are your next steps that you suggest to your clients after it's over? I love, I love what you're doing. I think life counseling or life coaching is great. Uh, I definitely think counseling, it truly is a loss. It's, there's, there's like a grieving process. Even if you want out of it, it's still a grieving process. You know, I, I, I remember when I first practiced family law, what really got me is when clients would be like, I just never thought it'd be me or us. You know, so it's, it's like a loss, you know, it's, it's, it's grieving, even if they can't wait to be divorced, you know, um, <laughs> that reminds me of another interesting story. I was sitting in front of a judge getting a client divorce and the judge misunderstood that my client must be so sad. And he wanted this whole, I know this is hard and she's kind of giggling because she's so excited. <laughs> so about it so if that's your reaction to it that's okay too <laughs> you know I mean we both kind of sat there looking at each other and I'm like you kind of grabbing her leg like stop laughing you know <laughs> you're at your divorce final year but she was so happy that it was done so and you may have that reaction of relief and yeah. know that all these positive gamut of emotions are all real and all possible and don't judge yourself <laughs> yeah on where you stand in that that variety of emotions and don't expect whatever emotion you have initially is going to continue to last so very true so very true my goodness you're talking some good stuff rebecca i'm like <laughs> did you live my life <laughs> my yes yes that's good yeah. yes so true because I was excited, as you know, I've already stated, I went right to the DMV, <laughs> changed my driver's license. But yeah, it was a journey. And the first two and a half, almost three years, whew, it was rough. It was very, very rough. So folks, you can make it through a rough and traumatic and tumultuous divorce, but it takes time. It does not happen overnight. 
Um, and it takes work on yourself as well as the other spouse or ex-spouse. Um, counseling is so necessary. I think it's vital, um, regardless of how many years you've been married. Um, it, I believe it's necessary and you, you should do it just to work on yourself, if nothing else. Um, being married for any extensive period of time, you tend to take on some of the attributes and characteristics of the other person. You Sometimes you lose who you truly are. You really do. So yeah, you can even start looking like them or dressing like them. You know, you just, you know, yeah. you, you evolve in the relationship short or long. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. I want, I want the audience to know, do not feel like counseling is shameful or, weak or absolutely the opposite it's strong to know that you can go talk to somebody as i said before the first person you talk to you're not feeling it go talk to somebody else and um and so i, I agree with you 100 yes 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 awesome awesome yeah the recovery journey you can make it uh, it just takes work and it takes time to get there so i'm glad you said recovery journey that reminded me there's also groups for a lot of people, groups don't work. For other people, that's exactly what they need to go hear other people's stories. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whether it be a, you know, if, 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 if you're a churchgoer, there's a lot of church divorce groups, but that's what made me think of it because they're often called recovery groups, whether it be grief or divorce or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, that's another possibility if you're not comfortable going one-on-one -on -one, and you may not be comfortable talking about it in a group either, that's okay too. Yeah. But, you know, find your niche, but don't hold it in. Don't, don't hold it in. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. That's, that's very, that's unhealthy mentally, yeah. emotionally, and physically. And so well, how I said earlier about how, you know, I worry about my clients who don't cry versus those who do. Mm -hmm. I had a client years and years ago, a wonderful, lovely gentleman. And he, uh, was stoic is the best word I could use throughout. He was so even and stoic at his, through his divorce. Once we settled, we went to court to go get the final judgment. He basically fell to his knees crying. Wow. And I was just like, that, that's where I got that phrase. I worry about more about those who don't cry than those who do. Yeah. is he he held it through the entire process the settlement the resolution it just happened to be when the judge and pronounced the divorce it just hit him or it was always hitting him but he didn't he held it in yes he's not he did not emote yeah yeah <laughs> you know and, he internalized and so, everything yeah so yes counseling's good if and whatever that may be group dependent individual um you know a group of friends, you know, a book club where you read a book that you need to talk. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, but you definitely need a place to, to be local. Absolutely. 1000% agree with you there. So Rebecca, as we wrap up, if there's one thing that you would like to share other than what you've already shared, because you've shared so much with the listening audience as it relates to divorce process. And everyone knows, my listeners know, I don't advocate divorce. I don't ever tell you to get divorced unless there's some physical abuse. I've obviously removed yourself from that. 
But yes, Fourth Talk with Twyla is all about empowering you and informing you to make great decisions. That's why I bring on these experts in the field of divorce. So Rebecca, if you'd like to share um, as we wrap up and in the show, my goodness, it's gone by so fast. It's been so great. <laughs> yes, it has. You're delightful. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely thank you so much for coming on and whatever you'd like to share as we wrap up to the listeners at this time, go right ahead. The first thing that came to my mind yeah. is know that divorce is not a failure. It is not a failure. You know, uh, some of my favorite people in the world have been divorced and I don't think any less of them for it. And if somebody does think less of you for it, they weren't walking in your shoes, (laughs) you know, and don't know exactly why you made the decisions you did or faced decisions that were made for you (laughs) for that matter. So I think that's, that's one thing while I would like to, to, to make sure people know is divorce is not a failure. You know, changes in our life. My kids very cutely gave me a plaque um, about when I left my, my big firm to do my own. It says, um, it, it basically says changing is not bad. You know, it, it basically changing helps you move forward and grow. Yeah. And, you know, and, and divorce is not a failure. <laughs> It also helps you learn and grow if you take it right. And also, I encourage people in that process, do stuff you love. This sounds sounds silly, but don't forget to eat. (laughs) Take a walk, walk, watch a movie, you know, through this process. Find find some things you love to do and do them. Yes. (laughs) Before, during, and after. A divorce situation because uh, you got to have some releases uh, that help you. And, I, and I'm not kidding when I say don't forget to eat. I've had clients lose a lot of weight during a divorce, and I've had a clients gain a lot of weight during a divorce. Yeah, it's, it's a fun reaction. Absolutely, find an outlet that, that works for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 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 if one outlet you try doesn't, try another one. That's right. That is so great. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And I did things I love. Guess what? I took myself out to happy hour every Friday. (laughs) Well, there you go. go. And had wine and enjoyed myself as I went through that whole process and get my mind and mental space and had to clear it all out. So yeah, that's good. That's great advice. Love it, Rebecca. Thank you, Twyla, very much. Yeah. Well, you are welcome. Thank you so very much for coming on. I feel honored and so grateful that you um, put some time and took some time out of your schedule because I know you are very busy and to come on this show with me. So I'm honored honored to be asked. So thank you, Twala, for having me on your show. And I wish you and all your audience and listeners and anybody who's watching this um, to or hearing it to to know you're going to be okay. Absolutely. And that's how we're going to end the show. (laughs) You can get your happy back. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight on Divorce Talk with Twyla. 
And listen, mark your calendars for next week. I have an, an, another amazing guest, Miss Nicole Mooring. She has a story of resilience and the show is going to be entitled Finding My Voice. You don't want to miss it. It is a tearjerker type of show. Her story is amazing. So come on in next week, same time, same place. Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And till next week, Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach is out. Thank you, Coach Twyla. Bye. Bye.